Welcome to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, a program brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. Witness Lee, a servant of the Lord for over seven decades on five continents, culminated his ministry with a 21-year book-by-book exposition of the entire Bible, which he called a life study. This life study is the basis of our program today, which includes short portions of the spoken messages given by Witness Lee. Now, let's join today's life study. 1 John 1, verse 7 says, But if we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus His Son cleanses us from every sin. The Apostle John made the Christian life very practical in his first epistle when he talked about the conditions of the divine fellowship, and today we are continuing to discuss the first condition which is that of confessing sins. This is Matt Miller with Ron Kangas for a cherishing word from the life study of First John. It is a cherishing word and an enlightening word. A brief comment here. We are not talking mainly in this particular segment of the ministry on our life relationship with God. Our life relationship with God is permanent. It's not subject to any change. It cannot be lost due to any failure or sin on our part. But the fellowship with the Lord has conditions, whereas the life relationship, once we believed into Christ, has no conditions for its continued existence. The fellowship has conditions. And one of them is confessing sins of which we are conscious and experiencing the cleansing of the blood of Jesus from every sin that we may have unhindered fellowship with the Lord. Uh, This program, with its emphasis, is exceedingly practical, not in the way of method, but in the way of the experience of the divine life. Ron, I'm glad you mentioned that. Actually, for the listeners who've been with us, we've covered this point that you just mentioned uh, quite thoroughly in our last two programs, because this is our third program on this matter of the conditions of the Divine Fellowship, but we can't take it for granted that people have been listening. Some may be listening today for the first time. That's why I gave just a brief word. We don't have to reiterate the thorough fellowship from the last two programs, but I think it's helpful just to make it clear that we're not talking about the life relationship, but about the life fellowship. Good. I, I think that's. I don't. I don't think it hurts to repeat that enough. Thanks for that uh, word. We've really got a good program today, Ron. I hope our listeners, if they ever stayed with us for any program, they'd stay with us for today. This is a very practical, experiential, intimate, wonderful, special program. I'm ready to listen to the segment myself afresh. Let's go to Witness Lee for life study of First John. Message 8, originally spoken on July 1st, 1983. When you are in the fellowship, you are in the light. And when you are in the light, light exposes you. When you are walking in the light and practicing the reality in the light, the light shines over you and shines from within you, and shines through you, then such a shining 
closes you. You could see you are wrong in your thinking. You are wrong with that brother. And you are wrong with that sister. And you are wrong with your emotion. You are wrong even with your motive. You are wrong with your intention. You are wrong. And you did a lot of things wrong. Your conscience becomes condemned. And what do you do? Here, the blood is needed. It is when we are in the fellowship. When we are under the light, we see our failures, wrongdoings, mistakes, our impure motive, our uh, ugly intention, and so forth. Spontaneously, we need a cleansing. Just at this juncture, the blood of the Lord Jesus cleanses us. I'd like to read to you verse 7. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. The blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. When we are walking in the light, when we are in the fellowship with one another, the blood cleanses us. Cleanses in Greek means unceasingly, constantly, again. It all the time cleanses. Ron, let's stop right here and talk about this vitally important divine fact in the Scripture that the blood of Jesus, His Son, cleanses us from all sin. The blood of Jesus, His Son, cleanses us from all sin. We may follow the translation as the recovery version does now, cleanses us from every sin. I appreciate the emphasis on the continual action of cleansing. You know, sometimes, even often when we pray, uh, entering into fellowship with the Lord, we may ask the Lord to cleanse us with his precious blood and apply the blood to us. This kind of prayer is right. But according to 1 John 1.7, it is not always necessary This verse is telling us that as we walk in the light, that is, have our living in the light, and we know from verse 5, light is God himself. Light is God's expression. So as we walk in the light, that is in God who is light, we will be exposed by that. I mean, this is a penetrating light, and we will become conscious of, of a sin, of a transgression, of a wrongdoing. This verse is saying, the blood of Jesus, the Son of God, is continually cleansing us from every sin. Amen. The verse is not saying it will cleanse us if we remember to ask for it. We make it clear it's not wrong to pray for it. But in the vitality of the fellowship of life, we're walking in the light. Spontaneously, the light exposes something. 
And the blood of Jesus instantaneously cleanses from that thing. And the verse says, cleanses us from all sin or every sin. God means what he says in this verse. We shouldn't think some sins are too big to be cleansed. Uh, Some sins are too petty and do not need cleansing. I love this verse. It is a strong basis for our fellowship with the Lord. This word is saying that as we walk in the light, we will have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus continually, spontaneously, automatically, instantaneously cleanses us from every sin. Wonderful. Wonderful. That is why we can have confidence in the Lord to be in his presence and open to him without fear because we are cleansed of every sin by the blood of Jesus, his son. Well, Ron, I love this message. I said it earlier, and I I think we need to go on because it only gets better. Let's rejoin Witness Lee. You know other verses? You know husband? It has such an expression, that is, the blood of his son. The blood of Jesus, his son. Jesus refers to his humanity. And his son refers to his divinity. Jesus was a man. The blood of Jesus was the genuine blood of a genuine man. And we are typically humans. So we need a blood that is human blood. It's very efficacious. Then his son, denoting his divinity, becomes a kind of guarantee, you see, a kind of surety that this efficacy of the man Jesus' blood will remain, will last forever. His humanity qualifies him to shed his man's blood to redeem us men. And his divinity ensures the efficacy of his blood's power. The efficacy of his washing blood is ensured by his divinity. Ron, I love this tender and reassuring point that the Apostle John is making in this by using this term, the blood of Jesus, his son. On the one hand, we're human. We need Jesus as a human to shed his blood. But on the other hand, we need the blood of the Son of God for the eternal efficacy. We really need both, don't we? We do, and the provision that God extends to us is eternally efficacious. There is a basic principle in God's redemption as revealed in the Scriptures And this principle is that without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sins. In the Old Testament, you had the animal sacrifices, which were types. It was the Father's will that the Lord Jesus, through his death on the cross, fulfill 
all of these types related to the offerings. John, in a very compressed and condensed way, links the Lord's deity, his humanity, and the cleansing of his blood. The blood of Jesus, this is the blood of a man. Uh, We human beings sinned and are sinners. If we are to be redeemed, human blood must be shed according to the principle of redemption and forgiveness. The Lord Jesus, the sinless one, surely was qualified to die for someone else. Because he had no sin, he was not under the death sentence. We have in Romans 6.23, the wages of sin is death. However, if Jesus were merely a man, the efficacy and effectiveness of his blood would have been limited because a human being by nature is finite in space and time. But, thank the Lord, when he died, he died not as a mere man, but as the God-man. And the God part, the deity part, is expressed in John's words, his, that is God's, son. Because the blood of Jesus, the blood that cleanses us from every sin, is the blood of a man who is the God-man, the Son of God, there is no limit to the efficacy and effectiveness of this blood because the Lord's divinity is boundless. It transcends space and time. It is limitless. So the Lord's humanity ensures that there is human blood to be shed for our redemption, leading to our forgiveness. His divinity, his deity, his having the Godhead guarantees that this blood is eternally efficacious. It can never be exhausted. You can never go anywhere. There can never be a time when this blood loses its power. So condensed in these three words, Jesus, his son, and then we add the blood of Jesus, his son, we have a revelation that the Lord Jesus, our Redeemer, our Savior, is the God-man. As Jesus, he shed human blood. As the Son of God, he with his deity, guarantees the eternal efficacy of his blood. You put all this together, you have something so prevailing and so powerful that in our fellowship with God, this blood of Jesus, God's Son, in fact, is continually cleansing us from every sin. Right here, as we are in this studio, enjoying fellowship in the light with one another in God who is light, the light is shining, and the blood of Jesus is cleansing us from every sin. This is no mere theory. This is not simply an exposition of verses in First John chapter 1. This is not 
a mere doctrine or theology. This is the experience in the fellowship of the divine life, and we testify this is real, this is practical, and this is available for every believer. Amen. I say amen to that. And for time's sake, Ron, uh, we can't go on and develop this more, but I'm going to give the phone number at the end of the program for uh, written materials. Uh, We really need to implore our listeners to get further into this. I feel like we're just tapping the surface of this. Let's go to Witness Lee for the conclusion of today's life studies. We get into this matter of the cycle. Whom we are in the light will be exposed to see our sins. Then we have to confess. When we confess spontaneously the washing blood of Jesus the Son of God cleanses us all the time. When we are in darkness, we are in sin. When sin is there, our fellowship with God is broken. It's lost. But when we got exposed, then we confess our sins to God. By such confession, our sins would be washed and our broken and lost fellowship will be restored. A cycle of four things, life, fellowship, light, and blood. Life, fellowship, light, and blood. We have received life. Life issues in fellowship. Fellowship brings a light. Light needs the cleansing of the blood. And the blood brings us more life, more life, more fellowship, more fellowship, more light, more light, more blood, more blood, more life, more life, more fellowship, more fellowship, more light, more light, more blood, more blood, more life, more life, more fellowship, more fellowship, more light, more light, more blood, more blood, more life. The cycle. Right? Then you get the life supply to grow. To grow and grow again and again by this circle, cycle until you reach maturity. Okay, now, Ron Kangas. Ron, I think this is a good way to end the program today on this wonderful cycle in 1 John chapter 1 for us to grow in the divine life. And as Witness Lee actually turned to you at this point of his message and personally addressed you, so I will also do the same now. Ron? We talk about a cycle. So uh, here we are. Obviously, I was in that meeting. I enjoyed the, the practical help that was in the meeting. I consider it an honor uh, now, about 21 years later, to be able to fellowship over this same uh, basic matter. Uh, forgive me, I have no idea what I shared on that occasion. It's okay. But I know what's in me now to fellowship. As Brother Lee was speaking, you could just sense his spirit full of life, full of the experiences of a person just like us living in this cycle of life, fellowship, light, and blood. We mentioned in the very beginning of the program, intentionally, knowing we were aiming at this as our real peak of today's program, Uh, We mentioned this experience here in 1 John is a life cycle. 
that we have life through the divine birth. We have eternal life. That is, the divine, uncreated, indestructible life of God. Which life is the triune God? We have life. This life flows like a river, and that flowing is the fellowship. Hmm. And with God, there's his flowing vertically between the believers, and among the believers, there's his flowing horizontally. So now we have the fellowship. The fellowship brings in light, and the light exposes anything contrary to God's nature, his character, anything in us contrary to his righteousness, holiness, glory, faithfulness, truthfulness, on it goes. So we have this realization and a consciousness. Lord, I'm wrong in this matter. I failed in this matter. I sinned in this matter. And as soon as the light comes, the blood cleanses us from that very thing. Amen. And the cleansing of the blood, what does that do? It brings in more life, which issues in fellowship, bringing in light, followed by the blood. So it is, in fact, life, fellowship, light, blood. And more life, fellowship. Blood bringing in life, fellowship, light, and blood. On and on it goes. This is not a mere repetition, like a merry-go-round. This is a cycle that causes us to progress, to grow, to mature in the divine life. So on the one hand, we are preserved in the fellowship where we enjoy the triune God and he enjoys us and we enjoy fellowship with all the children of God in the divine life. On the other hand, by this cycle, we grow in life, that is, the level of life increases in us until we're filled and saturated and permeated and overflowing with the divine life. That will be our maturity. God's Word reveals we will all arrive eventually at a full-grown man. That's Ephesians 4.13. Here we see the life cycle by which we grow in life unto maturity. So I would just beckon to our listeners, don't you want to learn how to remain in fellowship with God? Don't you want to grow to maturity in the divine life? Isn't there a hunger in you for more than what we could cover in this short broadcast? So forgive me, Matt, if I'm overstepping. No, it's okay. But because I had the responsibility of editing these messages for publication, I would like to give my warmest endorsement and recommendation of the life study messages in 1 John and encourage our listeners to get them, to devour them, and to go back to 1 John in light of them and enjoy something beyond your expectations. Ron, that's a good way to end the program, especially since the radio stations are going to turn us off pretty quick because we're almost out of time. So I better give the phone number. If you would like to get a copy of the Life Study, we'd encourage you to call us at 1-888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 1-888-543-3788. 
or you can write to Living Stream Ministry, P.O. Box 2121, Anaheim, California, 92814, or send email to radio at lsm.org. Ron, thanks for coming in for this special program. I said it was going to be special. I really think it was. It was, and for that, we say praise the Lord. Amen. Well, that's all we have time for today. So on behalf of Ron Kangas, this is Matt Miller. Thank you very much for listening today. In a series of messages given to his co-workers in 1948 and 1949, Watchman Nee presents a balanced view of studying the Bible. In addition to providing practical guidelines for discovering the riches in God's Word, he spends an equal amount of time to impart a burden that those who study the Bible must be proper persons before the Lord. Only then can we receive light and revelation from the Holy Scriptures. How to Study the Bible by Watchman Nee from Living Stream Ministry is available now at Christian bookstores or call 1-888-543-3788. That number again is 1-888-543-3788. To get your copy of How to Study the Bible or a free catalog of Living Stream Ministry publications, call today, toll-free, 1-888-543-3788.